Guess what, guys? We're not doctors. No, we are not. If you're going to be making any major medical decisions, please consult your doctor. That includes diets, exercise, medications, and surgery. We love you guys. And we want you to continue to be in our OSLP family forever. So be careful and and consult consult your doctors. doctors. Guys, we all need our vitamins after surgery, regardless of what you think. Yes. It's a must. Yes. So why not choose the easiest and the best tasting in the community? Seriously, it's ProCare, guys. ProCare is so delicious. I use their chewable for over a year. That's how I know. Yes. And I love their capsules. Yes. Love them. They're once a day. I take them at night. Easy peasy. And my labs are fantastic. Yeah. Our labs are great. And I've actually switched to the capsules and I take those at night now. So if you guys need your iron, they have them with iron and they have them iron free. They even have calcium chews. Yes. The calcium chews. mm, Perfect. They have mocktail ones. So go over to ProCareNow.com and use our code OSLP to save some money. Prepping and measuring your food post-op is a beast all in itself. But Portion Perfection has actually made it super, super simple. They have bowls, plates, and even a lunch bag called the Kitten Carry, where you can have all of the system ready to go. Yeah, we love carrying that thing around with Mm -hmm. us. It's so much easier to pack your lunch, your snacks, especially when you're on a road trip. That Mm -hmm. thing is a lifesaver. Yes. If you want to get these things to help your journey, just go over to PortionPerfection.com and use our code 15 osl pod. And again, that's 15 OSL pod. And you can also go over to our Amazon storefront to pick out any of those that you would like to use. Are you feeling lost alone? Maybe a little unsupported in your bariatric journey? Well, if you are, we have a great resource for you. It's called the tribe membership, and they have support groups every single day with experts in their field who also had bariatric surgery comes with journal prompts, workouts and recipes. You name it. They got it. You'll never feel alone again once you join the tribe. Now go over to thesleepdietitian.com and use code OSLP at checkout. Shake, shake, shake. Shake, shake, shake. Shake your booty. Shake your booty. Okay. Yeah, I'm a stare. Oh, hold on. Just joking. Karen's going to be near me. Okay. Miss Karen. Miss Karen. Welcome back, OSLP family. Welcome, welcome. We are both here and not sick. Holy shit. And we have good colored hair and we have a good topic. And you are listening to our Sleeve Life podcast, and this is Kelly. This is my Oh, oh my God. Lord. Every time. Every time. Every time. I do want to remind you all that yes. we have a East Coast tour coming up. Yeah, if you didn't know already. And yeah. at this time of recording, Philly's almost sold out. There's like oh my God. five tickets left, I four tickets five, left. Five, maybe like, four. It's, yeah, it's, it's wild, guys. It's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Wild. Um, and then we also have Orlando. Mm-hmm. We are going to be there with Miss Jamie. That's right. That's February 11th with Jamie in Orlando. And Philly is uh, February 18th. 18th. Yes. And then we will be moving on to Brooklyn. That's right. On the 25th. So on the February 18th, we got the Robs. Both Robs. Both Robs. Both Robs, you guys. We're going to be in the house. And then we move on to Brooklyn on the 25th. And that's going to be with John. J. Arps. J. Arps. And then again, Rob. And then again, Rob. (laughs) Yeah. 
Um, we have some really cool people that are coming out. Um, it's Philly seems to be a very popular state. So we are yeah. super excited to go and visit Philly for the first time. It's so crazy. We're going to experience it together. I love the fact we're going together. And it's just us. Yes. And literally, we've never gone anywhere we're going. Like after Orlando, no nope. sky's the limit. No we have no idea. idea. <laughs> no idea what we're doing or where we're going. Or I mean, we know where we're staying. Yes. So we, that's a we, that's a plus. Yeah. Um, but other than that, we have no plans. So <laughs> right. yeah, we're just checking mm-hmm. these cities out mm-hmm. and we're meeting some bariatric folks. On and the way, we're gonna hang out. Hanging out with our our bariatric friends and family right. we're and so excited i don't think we told you where to go to get the tickets <laughs> oh if you would like to get tickets they're on our website it's <gasps> our sleeplifepodcast.com and at the time it says or at the top it says tour nice and you tour dates you click on that you pick which section you want to go to Location, 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 what city. Yeah. Yeah. What city you want to go to? Um, And they are all there. You click on the get get tickets link. And there you go. Kelly should never be tech support or customers. Yeah. Nope. And there you go. There you go. There you go. It's easy. It's easy. It, it is really easy. It's also in the link of our of all of our bios. Yes. Um, so definitely go find those and click on that because we want to see you. We want to hang wanna out see because you get a live recording show with us. Us, yes. And then you get to hang out and party with us after. Yeah. Meet and greet other bariatric patients yeah. with us. We're going to hang out, it's have gonna, a couple drinks, have some food. It's going to be fucking fun. Yeah. I'm so stoked. It's just going to be chill nights. Yeah. It's going to be total chill nights. And I'm excited. Some of our benchies are going to be there. Our benchies are coming. And if you don't know what a benchy is, tell them, Kelly. It is on our Patreon. It mm-hmm. is patreon.com forward slash OSLP. And if you do the $7 or higher tier. Yeah. You get to be a part of our exclusive Facebook support group. That's right. It's seven bucks, guys. Yes. You can definitely come hang out within in our support group. We talk to you guys. They all know everything first. So like they really they, do. They really, really do. They they know like this like the behind the scenes scoop shit that like happened at home with us. Yes. 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 And then we are in there supporting them. That's right. They're supporting each other. There is none of that negative Facebook group drama in our group. We do not allow it. Um, And so come, come hang out with us. Yeah. Yeah. And you you do get the once a month zoom call Mm -hmm. also. So you get to hang out with us for an hour every month. And as of like, this month we had a an exclusive expert call. I, we did, yes. yes. So by the time this airs, we would have already hung out with our benchies and had an expert call with them. They mean the fucking world to us. And if you can't support us, like monetizing wise, just go over to YouTube. Yes, it's free. It's free. Yeah, type you in sh- our sleeve life podcast. Mm-hmm. We're the only ones. Only ones. Click the bell, hit subscribe, and you get literally videos every Tuesday of your mm-hmm. lovely girls. And right now, you would see all the goofiness that we've been doing the whole time with our hands yes. and our faces. Yes, <laughs> yes. And you will finally see that my hair is back to normal. It well, is not normal. It's pink. It, yeah, it's pink. It's, it's not, not red. It's not red. It's pink, but. I like it. I am going to say that when you were in here and I was walking into the studio and you had your head down, you definitely looked like Jamie. Because <laughs> um, I've been making fun yeah. of people that think you guys are cousins and shit or sisters. Sisters, twins. Twinsies. Yeah. And then now I'm like, oh, shit, they're not wrong. Like in different mm. angles, you look like Jamie. <laughs> yeah. And what's funny is when we do Orlando, 
we're going to be side by side with pink hair. Yeah, I might so, have to divide you. Yeah, you might not be able to. I have to sit us. in the middle. Yeah, because <laughs> be we're like, going to be the put, same. Put the Jamies on the sides of me. I mean, there is a reason why I call her my twin. That's so, true. There's that. That's fair. We love um, her. Okay, so today. Today. Very important conversation. We are going to talk about what Always. we wish we had known then. Yeah, that we know, we know now. now. Yes. And then also we're going to kind of go into normalizing, normalizing certain topics, certain things within the weight loss surgery community. Yeah, because I think those go kind of hand in hand because if we could have normalized some of these things, then then we would have felt a lot better in the beginning. Correct. <laughs> Correct. So, and that is why we are doing what we are doing exactly. is because we want to air these things out into the public and get mm-hmm. knowledge out there. Right. That's number More one. From a patient person, whatever it's called. From a patient's perspective. Point of view. Point of spec. Point of spec. <laughs> Perception. Oh, oh perspective. Point of spec. <laughs> Point of spec. There you go. Well, and Kelly actually asked me, she's like, what would be the one thing? And I was like, for me, it would have been knowing stalls are normal and it's supposed to happen. And that actually means that your body's regulating itself. Yes. Like that's yes. the whole thing. It's like, it's like it's calculating, you know? So it's going it, to be. That's a good, that's out. a good way of pointing it. Right. Putting it, pointing it. Pointing it. Okay. There's going to be a lot of silliness on this. Yes, episode. I can already feel it. <laughs> okay. So the funny thing is, is I completely agree with you on that. Yeah. Because I am experiencing little They're not even stalls. I'm not even going to call them stalls, but it's like my body, when I lose weight, I lose it. Yeah, you do. Like, it's just like, like once I get into it, it's like, (laughs) just down. I'm sorry. I don't mean that. You're not like a dude, but your body is losing weight like one. But my body likes to like when I'm doing everything correctly and I have the right medications, I have the right things behind me. Your cocktail. My cocktail of tools, tool belt. There you go. Your tool My belt is on. Tool belt is on, and it's, it's fastened. And it's fastened. <laughs> oh Sorry. my god! Okay, and it's fastened. I I lose weight quickly, but there are times. So because I am somebody that weighs every day, because it again, I will I will reiterate those for those people that are wondering. I only weigh myself every single day because I make smarter decisions when I do that. Yes, it does not affect my daily perspective on myself Correct. and that has never affected your daily stuff no, like you've been saying no. that since day one yes like day one i i am more on point when i weigh myself every day yeah so most of the time and i know most of you are going to hate me for this most of the time every time i step on the scale it's different and it goes down yes right That's, now it's going down it's going down but there are days that i'll get on it and it'll be the same weight or it'll be like a couple you know little bits up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so my mind immediately goes to what did I do to fuck this up? Okay. And then I'm like, it's fine. Like it's just a day. And my whole point of this is that it stalls or, or uh blips or whatever you want to call them. They happen. Yep. And your body is using that. That was Karen telling me to drink some water. Yeah. Um, It'll light up here in a minute. Your body is trying to figure out what's going on. Whether you are on surgery, on a weight loss medication, you're doing another 
whatever you're doing. Your body is still trying to figure it out. Whatever you're doing. Well, because I was going to say diet, but I'm like, that's diet culture. I don't like diet culture. I know. We got to figure out a new word. Because like your diet does have to change. You're you're like legit. Like the diet actually means is like foods that you eat in a day. The things that you're putting in your mouth. But, yes, <laughs> the foods that are going into your gullet. Let's let's <laughs> the food people. The food. Yeah, your mouth hole. <laughs> <laughs> I said my ear balls the other day. I don't know what was going on. Your ear balls. Yeah, and then I was like, oh my ear holes. Yes. Chloe was standing next to me, and she made this really loud cat noise. And I was like, oh, my earballs. Like, I was just, I was thinking eyeballs and ear holes and like it all morphed together. Yeah. I mean, it happens. I do it all the time. Okay. So back to our point. Yes. Back to your point. Is that stalls are normal. They're very normal. Stalls are supposed to happen. Yes. Plateaus are supposed to happen. And what Kelly was talking about are not stalls. So the real stall is like four weeks. That's stall. Uh, I think two weeks can be considered a stall. Not in the beginning, though. Okay, so that's the deal. You have to like figure out like after a year. Yes, I would say anything over two weeks or more is like a stall. But if you're under that, that's just your body just like freaking out. Just adjusting. It's just adjusting. I mean, we've heard Dr. Novak talk about it all the time. She's like, I wish people wouldn't weigh themselves for almost two months. Yeah, that's not going to happen. I mean, that's and she knows it's never going to fucking happen. But that's the deal is that your your body's fluctuating so much in the beginning that it's like. Don't worry about yeah. it. Don't even look. I at just wanted to point out, well, like, even if you're having a couple days where you're like, say you gain a couple pounds or you're stuck at the same weight. Yeah. Like it's it's normal. It is very like, normal. No matter what program or what tool you're using, it's mm-hmm. it's normal. Yeah. So I wish that people I wish that I had known in the beginning of all of this because this has been a journey. Yeah. The whole journey. I wish that I had known in the beginning that stalls are supposed to happen. Plateaus are supposed to happen. All of the Mm -hmm. things with your weight not going down is supposed to happen. Yeah. And you're going to lose weight regardless. Like it's just going to happen. So don't worry so much because stress causes your body. impacts your weight. Yeah. It makes you not actually lose weight. So if you're stressing, 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 then your body's going to hold on to things that it doesn't need to hold on to. That is true. So if you just keep going about your day, just doing the same shit, eventually your body will give. It's just like giving it time to breathe, I would say. Going off of that, Mm -hmm. I would also say I wish that more, I had focused more in the beginning, not even the beginning, knowing that consistency is where it is. It's supposed to be. Yeah. Consistency is number one. Yeah. Like no matter what, no matter what you're doing, yeah. like you can just be practicing fucking basketball. But if you did that every single day, eventually you're going to get better. Right. Correct. So it's the same thing with our bodies. It's the same mm-hmm. thing with our food. You just have to keep doing it. Water. Water. I was thinking water, like yeah. just being consistent with yeah. like you, you wake up, you drink like Mel wakes up and drinks a cup of water, a cup of water every day, every day before I switch to anything else. Yes. Yeah. And then Say you get up from that, you make sure that your water is filled for the day. Like those little consistent routines mm-hmm. are what's going to get you closer to your goal. Well, and like I noticed um, the guys in the community, they talk about consistency a lot. They do. And they, they really, really, really do. do. And we're going to talk about that on the tour. On the tour, because we noticed like that's the biggest thing that's been like keeping them in line. Mm-hmm. And at the end of Rob's stuff, he always says like he just wants to be one percent better than yesterday. Oh, that's so cute. it's like that's all you like need to be doing. It's yeah. not about like I need to be like 50 percent better, like just a little bit. 
Yeah. And that's what you're talking about the water, like just doing all these little tiny things Mm -hmm. that eventually will make up to where like, oh my God, now I'm down 20 pounds. Well, you know, I mean, if you look at the beginning of when we first got our hydrate bottles, Mm -hmm. I would forget mine everywhere. Right. Like I would forget it or I would forget to drink out of it. And through consistency of constantly making sure that my water, every time I leave the house, I have my water bottle in my hand and it is full. Yeah. That is a consistency thing that I have built over the last year, year Mm -hmm. and a half. Yeah. Of constantly having Karen next to me wherever I'm going. Yeah, it goes everywhere with you. Yeah, like, like I don't, through the airport, I the mean, whole thing. Literally, I have my headphones or my Air- AirPods on here. I have this little thing that Zach got me for Valentine's Day last year on there. Like I make sure that I have it her with me. Yep. all the time. Yep, because that is the only way that I will remember to drink water. Yep, and I know that about myself. So. I created a consistent routine in order to make that better. Well, and you built trust in yourself because you've been doing it for so long. Correct. So, cause I know like w- a lot of us have to build trust back with ourselves yes. when it comes to food I'm still working and water. That. A yep. lot. That's like an ongoing, almost like a lifelong thing. Sometimes. Yeah. So, yeah. so like that has built your whole water situation and mm. you know that about yourself. That's what I like. You're like, I know that about myself, so I have to bring her. Yeah. She's and gotta go with me and no one cares. Like I've noticed over the years, if you're bringing a snack with you or you're bringing your water balls with you, no one cares. Yeah. But we care. We think that they're going to care. And then we don't Mm -hmm. bring the shit for ourselves. I built build a whole narrative in my head of what's going to happen. Yeah. If I I do a like if I. Oh, there's Kelly's phone because she never puts it on silent. I forget. Every time. It's on silent. Okay. (laughs) Um, So I. I have really started to, I, in the beginning, I would build a narrative of like, oh, if I bring this water bottle and people think I'm weird, mm-hmm. or if I don't order water when I'm sitting down at a table, people are going to think I'm weird. Mm-hmm. Like it, there's all these things. And it's like, no, no, people really don't care because they're doing the same thing. Well, you know what? I, I equated it to this past Christmas Thanksgiving. You know how everybody has that uncle or grandpa where we'll like. call her Aunt Karen. Or an Ann Karen. Yeah. Because they're not really bitchy. What the deal is, is that they're like, they're just set in their ways. Like, they're the ones you can't change, right? I, think I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, like, like there's like that uncle that's just like, I'm just going to be saying this shit over here and you just have to kind of deal with it, right? Yeah. It's just like, why, why is that not the same for us? Like, oh, Mel comes with her water bottle and her snacks, you know, like, yeah, because you can just be that person now. Like, you, like, I think we're old enough to be like, yep, that's me. You know what's coming. Yep. And it's water uh, and fucking yep. snacks. And I mean, fine. everybody knows that I bring Karen everywhere. Right. Nobody is like confused by the fact mm-hmm. that I have a water bottle next to me. Yeah. No one cares. Like if you do it enough, it's a part of you now and they yep. don't even care. It's I almost really, like a tattoo. I feel empty when I don't have her. Right. I yeah. went on a errand run with uh, Zach the other day and I forgot her at home. Mm hmm. And I was like, I forgot her. And I was in the truck and I was like, you know, you need to go get her. And then I was like, no, it's fine. I'll be fine. I felt so weirded out. I didn't have Karen. I didn't have any water. I was, yeah, it was real freaking weird. Real freaking weird. It was, it was. <laughs> so I have built a routine yeah. now that she feel, I feel empty when I don't have Karen. Right. And some, some people will even notice when you don't have her now. Yeah. So that's how like you've integrated one thing to make one water bottle one water bottle and now you get your water almost like what 
every day, almost every day. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so just because you did the one thing, it's like, it can be that one buy guys. Definitely. And it can be, and it can be that easy. I think that's the point of this. We get in our own heads. We overthink every mm-hmm. fucking thing. Mm-hmm. And most of the time we're wrong because we're overthinking. Yeah. So I wish that. <laughs> so in simple the, things. We I'm, need simplize. Yeah. It. And I think in the beginning, you worry about what people are going to think about you because you already have this stigma from the weight loss surgery. Yeah. Already in your head that people are going to think that you took the easy way out and all of the, you get all other, the judgments. other judgments that they've made. Yep. Um, instead of just turning all that noise down and just putting your head down and focusing on you. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the things you need to do in order to be consistent. Yep. In your journey. Yeah. Because like once you start being that way, you'll start feeling a lot better about the journey too. Yeah. Yeah. I think also, um, realizing that, realizing that you're not, it's hard because it's like in the beginning, you're doing this to lose weight. Correct. You're doing this so that you look and feel better. Mm -hmm. And I, along the way, it morphs into this total mental journey. Mm-hmm. And I think if more of that was brought into mainstream, mm-hmm. it would be easier to grasp the yeah. mental changes that are happening. Yeah, I think especially with this day and age after COVID, people really understand there is mental health um, yeah, issues. Yeah, it's way more understood. You know, people don't fuck with it anymore. They don't try to act like it's it's invisible, even though it's like it is invisible, but you can it is happening to people. Mm-hmm. And now we can really tell people like, hey, not only are you going to get like your health's going to get better, mm-hmm. you're going to feel better, you're going to look better, but overall mentally you're going to be better if you put in the work. It, okay. There's so- an if there because the other three things can still happen regardless but the mental part only really happens if you put in work okay so i'm gonna kind of agree with you that's fine okay so one of my points Mm -hmm. my biggest points is is because when we were talking about this earlier i was like oh i got it okay (laughs) so this is what i wanted to say in the beginning you're fully focused on losing weight that's all you're focused on Mm -hmm. and so i wish that bringing the fact that you don't you don't really need the therapy before you need the therapy after after. i agree i agree i agree okay so then the other part like i wish that somebody had been like no you have to get a therapist right now other than you because i know you because i I did um lots of times even to myself i didn't do it either i know (laughs) so if i wish that somebody had said you have to do therapy after because this isn't about your weight. Yeah. Because, and there's more to it. Well, there's so much so more to hard it because it's like you watch all of the new bariatric people come into this world, right? You were watching them get surgery and then post their weekly weigh in mm-hmm. posts and they're doing side by sides. And like, that's all I love fantastic. It. It's yeah. great. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's like, how's your mental health? Well, that's the thing is like now because we're so far removed, we uh, we care about that. Yeah, because we know we've been through we've it. We've now been through like I'm at like over six months yep. worth of therapy. therapy. Mm-hmm. I am like we were just talking about it earlier upstairs about how I didn't even realize I was in an abusive relationship until about four months ago. Yeah. And that was because of therapy. And I've been my, like my ex-husband left me. 
two mm. years ago. Yeah. So that's how long it took me just to get a space where I could realize, oh shit, I was in a an abusive relationship mm-hmm. and I didn't even know. Yep. I didn't I had no idea. It happens. Like that's the thing that I've I've loved about therapy is that it's opened my eyes a great deal mm-hmm. of what I will now allow in my life mm-hmm. versus what I won't allow in my life. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, what the fuck was I thinking? Yes. <laughs> to a lot of shit. Yes. And I think that everybody, regardless if you're going through something awesome right now or not awesome right now, mm-hmm. you need to talk to someone because yeah. they shine some lights that you just never thought you would like that were there. You just don't or, know that they ask questions that really make you think. I think that's the deal. It's opened up doors in my own brain to where I was like, oh, I didn't even see that or think about it that way mm-hmm. or even question it that way. Mm-hmm. And the way that my therapist would like maneuver and talk to me, I really enjoyed because it made me actually talk it out with her. Yeah. I mean, that's what they're, they're, that's they're, what they're, they're great for. at their jobs. For the ones that we have. They are. They are. Um, the way I, I do it is I'm talking and then as I'm talking, other things spill out. Yep. And it's because I'm in this like really safe space mm-hmm. that it doesn't matter if I sound like an idiot or not. Like there's no judgment. So I can just talk about anything I want to talk about. Right. And eventually I get to the point mm-hmm. of oh, this is what we're discussing this week, yeah. this week because um, that was that's kind of a big realization to me that mm-hmm. I might not have known. I wish that I had started out my journey with therapy. Yeah, I would say that's the one thing um, I wish I knew back then, like how important it really, really was yeah. because I felt lost. Everyone, That's one of the main like drivers for this podcast mm-hmm. is I felt lost and lonely and mm-hmm. shameful and embarrassed. And if I had actual therapist with me I probably wouldn't have felt all those things that is true that is true I think also normalizing the fact that everybody feels lost in the beginning yeah and it's okay if you if you feel lost in year two or three feeling lost is pretty understandable I feel I all of us can understand that right all of us yeah feeling lost on this journey no feeling lost on um because you I I mean I felt lost in the beginning Mm mm-hmm And then I thought I figured it out. And then I felt lost after my divorce. Mm -hmm. And then I was regaining and I felt lost then. Yeah. So like you're going to have moments of feeling lost during the rest of your life. Yeah. Because this is lifelong. Everybody. I mean, you should all know this. If you don't, let's talk. Seriously. Um, Yeah. Once you're a bear active patient, you're always a bear active patient. Yeah. I don't care what you say. Never changes. Sorry. We will argue with that all day. All day long. Um, But I think also realizing that it's okay to feel lost. Mm -hmm. And it's also taking it one step further. It's okay to ask for help. Yeah. Because I think what you've learned through this last year, I would say, is like, it's okay to feel your feelings. Mm -hmm. And it's okay. And it's normal to feel these things. I'm getting I'm getting closer. Mm -hmm. I'm getting closer to feeling my feelings in front of people. I know. It's nice. It's weird. <laughs> it's real weird. I don't I don't like fillers. I don't she doesn't like, like the fillers. They make me uncomfortable. Um, but, you know, also, it's OK to feel your feelings. It's OK to ask for help. Yeah. I think that was my biggest um, kind of mountain that I climbed this year mm-hmm. was asking, knowing that I could ask for help. And the moment I asked for help, everything came together. Yeah. And I also want to preface what I've learned, too, is that even the help needs help. 
Yes. Yeah. Because I, because like we preach all the time, hey, you should be doing these things. You should be going to therapy. Da, da, da. And I've been doing that for a while and I wasn't going. Mm-hmm. So it's like you practice what you preach as well is like a big deal. Yeah. For me, at least. So yeah. it's like I really want to like, hey, guys, it is OK to ask for help because I was scared. Yeah. Like I remember like before my first appointment, I was like, is it normal to feel like nervous before you go? And you're like, yes, it is. And I was like, OK. Well, and it's OK to feel nervous before you ask for help. Yeah. Because I was nervous going back in and seeing Dr. Thompson. Mm-hmm. Don't know why. I mean, there's actually I don't know if I ever posted it. Oh, where you're there was a video of me mm-hmm. like in the car. We were out and we they were our last stop. And I was like, I'm really nervous to go in there. I don't know why. I don't think you posted that. I don't think I did. either. We'll have to show them. Yeah. So it's OK to feel nervous, like going into an appointment. Yeah, it's OK. Like. Because you always want to go into your therapist or like not your therapist, your surgeon's office and you get weighed and you want to be at a weight that they could be proud of you for. Correct. And when you're not and you know you're not and you get on that scale, that's scary. It's very scary. Because you're like, oh, are they going to yell at me? Are they going to be disappointed in me? You want to make your surgeon proud. Yep. You do. And I would I felt bad anytime I was like, mm-hmm. I'm a little over. Yeah. 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 And you kind of make it like a joke almost mm-hmm. when you're in there. But inside it's killing you. Yep. And I so I think that it's like that's a big hurdle that I wish that I had just known that if the weight's not going the direction I want it to ask for help. Yeah, it's OK. That's what they're there for. And it doesn't like, matter if you're like one pound over five pounds, you gain back 100, 200, whatever you gained. That's what they're there for mm-hmm. is to give you options and to help you figure out, OK, what's our next step? And if your surgeon or dietitian makes you feel like shit less than that means it's time for a new one. Yeah, because that that's not what they're they're supposed to be there for. They're supposed to help and guide. Yes. Like that's why they have the Ph.D. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. And I think also. Something that I wish I'd known in the beginning, weight loss surgery is not your last resort. No. Mm -mm. Because I thought it was. Yeah, I did too. I thought I was like, hey, well, I'm finally at the last thing. So I guess I'll try it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, that's not what surgery is there for. It's not supposed to be your last resort. It's supposed to be, yeah, some catalyst happened Mm -hmm. and pushed you into this and you made the decision. And it is a very brave and amazing decision that you've made. Yep. But it's not the last thing. It's not. If you quote unquote fail, because I don't think gaining weight is failing, even though it feels like it, Mm -hmm. I feel like you just need another tool added to your tool belt. Yeah, they're just there's something missing, obviously. Yeah. Like that could be just the fact of therapy. It could be that you need more like dietitian yeah. help. Yeah. Or it could be that you need medications. Mm-hmm. Like we don't know what it is until you go back to the doctor. Yeah. And they and you get help. Well, and it could be a thyroid issue. Yeah. It could be that you're experiencing autoimmune disease. Because that can happen later in yeah. life. It can, it can most definitely happen later on. In life. So. So I think it's. I wish that I had known in the beginning that it wasn't the end. Right. It wasn't my only decision. Yeah. As as grateful as I am for that, I made the decision. I just wish that I had known, Okay, so something doesn't work with this. Mm -hmm. We need to 
adjust my plan. Yeah. And it could be another surgery too. So it like yeah. there is people that go from the sleeve to an actual bypass or, or to the Sadie revi- revision or revision. Yeah, yeah. Like you don't, you just don't know until you go back and kind of like figure it out with your yeah. surgeon and your team. You have to have that team and they're mm-hmm. so valuable to you mm-hmm. and your life. Like if you, the whole reason for us, cause at least for, I know for us is yeah. health. It's like getting us so we can live longer. Yeah. Cause I was at a weight where I was definitely not going to live as long as I mentally wanted to. Yeah. Uh, like not going to happen at 300 plus pounds. No. <laughs> so and I was stuck in a bed. You were stuck in I a didn't bed. I didn't live a life at all. No. And so like for us, it helped with our health and us getting better. So it's like, who cares if I need a revision so I can live 10 more years. Yeah. I'm going to do it. Like we shouldn't think that that's a failure just because we need something more. Mm -hmm. Like there's tons of tools. Let's fucking use them. Yeah. Let's figure out what combination we need Mm -hmm. to, to to do what we need to do. Yeah. We're all in this journey for the same thing, health and weight. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. And we just have to figure out what works best for us in that journey in your journey because especially with people's work schedules like everybody's all over the place Mm -hmm. so what's going to work for one is definitely going to be different yeah i was just going to say that so um to add on to that ending of that i want to stop i want to normalize that every journey is different Mm -hmm. and comparing yourself to one person yeah and the funny thing is it is that when you look and you compare, if you look at it side by side, it doesn't even make sense. I was about so, to say, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I'll I'll scroll through Instagram, right? We all we all do it. Yeah. And you're looking at all these people, amazing, amazing people, and you're like, oh well, I didn't get to that weight. But then when you look at it, they're like, it's like, oh, they're five years out, and they just started their, or they've been only doing their uh, gym workouts for a year. Right. Yep. So. That's not comparable. Okay. And then you scroll on to the next and then you look at it and you're like, oh, they're six months mm-hmm. into their journey. Like everybody's at a different place. Yes. And even if you had surgery on the same day with the same doctor. Right. The twins thing. Yeah. Yeah. They're still going to be different. Yep. They're still going to be different because your body's your body and it reacts different to different stimuli well and everybody has a different background so like what i normally eat on a daily basis is going to be completely different than someone say in fucking kentucky or florida Mm -hmm. like we just have different types of foods and cultures Mm -hmm. all around the united states and the world so like Mm -hmm. there's no way it's like it's impossible for us to be the same so don't compare yourself. I know it's easier said than done. It if, is. If you have to turn on, turn off Instagram or Facebook or whatever for like a short amount of time to like reset your brain, do it. Mm-hmm. We've heard people doing it and they ha- have good results from that. Mm-hmm. So like there is ways. I know like for me, what only thing that I would compare in the beginning, not even the beginning, it was right before surgery. Mm-hmm. I was just trying to find people around my body size mm-hmm. and seeing like what what's what the projection? I, like? I was like, what's the projection? Do they have kind of the same body type mm-hmm. as me? And once I found like a three or four and I, I kind of had a good idea, I stopped doing that. I was like, mm-hmm. OK, cool. Now I have like. the gifs of where I'm going to be at Mm -hmm. because I knew I was not going to get all the way down to like 140. That just wasn't feasible. Even though there is some people in our, like um, in the community that have, especially at the same height as me. Yeah. 
but they're not the same build as me. No. So you have to be very particular. Like some of these girls can definitely get down to the 140, the 120s, but they also don't have hips and thighs like I do. You that know? is true. Like that is true. my booties there, my thunder thighs are here. They're not going anywhere. Only they're going to do is just get stronger. Like yeah. that's and lose and be more leaner. Like yeah. it's just way that I'm built. Like me and Kelly are so different. Yeah, we are built completely yeah. different, and we are almost the same size and like clothes. Yep, but we are completely different build wise. Yeah, because so, I have no ass. Really, I mean, my thighs are big, but that's she has no booty. She has no hips. I have no hips and no booty. Yeah, I'm like uh, I'm SpongeBob. You're SpongeBob. You're not a square. I am a square. (laughs) You're like a long rectangle. SpongeBob. No, he's like a perfect square. No, he is not. I mean, he's a little funky, but. Nope, we're pulling this out. I think you're more like Squidward. Because he's like skinny and he's just thin like that. Just straight down. Nothing. Yeah, you're more Squidward. Guys. Comment below. Is Kelly Squidward or Spongebob? You're such a butt. <laughs> hey, Spongebob. I will be Patrick if we need to be. <laughs> I love Patrick. He's the cutest. Oh, my God. Search. She's having some troubles finding Spongebob being a long rectangle because he's a square. Yeah, because <laughs> he's a rectangle. <coughs> He is not SpongeBob a perfect square. square yeah, I didn't say he's a perfect square. I said you he's a did. square. You said perfect. Uh, I probably did. Square. I probably did. But then I said, oh, he probably is a little funky. I did say that. I mean, he you are not like pull up Squidworth. Pull up Squidworth. You're not like SpongeBob. You you're not gonna find Squidworth yeah, by just I said SpongeBob character. Shh. <laughs> Shush it. I'm finding him. Oh my god, this is so good. No, why am I? Let's not see, let's Squidward. see. Let me see him. No. Because you are. No. You, you are. I am not. Look how tiny he is. He has yeah. tentacles. That's, and he has no fat. You, you in know, his legs. SpongeBob is a sponge, right? Yes. But <laughs> you're more like Squidward than I, you are. I am not Squidward. I think you are. I'm not Squidward. I am SpongeBob. <laughs> I refuse. I am SpongeBob all the way. I don't know. I'm going to put up a poll. Unless it's going to fuck with your I'm brain. I'm legit Spongebob. <laughs> like, I'm going to do a side by side. Do it. One of you is Spongebob and one of you is Squidward. Okay, <laughs> we'll figure one. it out. We will figure it out. Okay. <laughs> All right. All let's right. move on from that. So the other one for me is portion stuff. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Okay. So when I first started my journey... I thought that I had to eat small the rest of my life. Like right? the small, like half an ounce. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is what, this is what I'm eating for the rest of my life. Okay. I'm good with this. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I got this. Well, then it freaks you out when then all of a sudden you can eat more though. Yeah, You're like, wait a minute. I'm at two ounces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's funny when you tell someone you're like, yeah, I can only fit two ounces worth of food. They're like, what? Yeah. What? Two yeah. ounces. Yeah, because if you look at like Applebee's, there are eight ounce steaks. Oh, yeah. 12 ounce, 16 ounce. And I'm like, I just ridiculous. need like a quarter of that. Mm-hmm. Like, Which people, ribeyes, you're my friend. I fucking love you. Eight ounces. Why are we doing 12 and 16 for a ribeye? I understand it because the bone, it's delicious. But I can do an eight ounce now just fine or just share an eight ounce with my friend. Yes, we have shared it before. Can we not have a 16 ounce? We don't need a pound of fucking meat on my plate. Is 16 ounces one pound? Yeah. Oh. I just need half of that. I, I, I'm i going to like 
Because I'll take it home. Four ounces. I know. Four ounces. I'm pretty good. I can eat that and I'm I'm solid. Mm -hmm. Like, and I'm not like overeating. Overeating. No, you're not. Yeah. Not at all. I think, but. If there is somebody out there that can eat six ounces or eight ounces. Mm -hmm. That's okay. That's okay. It's okay. Because your body is completely different than mine. Mm -hmm. So Melanie can eat eight ounces, Mm -hmm. an eight ounce steak. I can. I cannot. And that's totally fine. It doesn't make her eating eight ounces of steak any less important right than what i ate or the fact of like i it's bad because i can fit eight ounces yeah because that's where everybody gets scared and i know i did too like in year two and three all of a sudden i could i was maneuvering from like four ounces six ounces to eight it was very interesting yes and i also think in year two and three you're figuring out how to cheat the system more mm-hmm. yeah because you can fit more you can fit more mm-hmm. and you're like ooh, if i eat chips i can still eat a burger right because the chips are going to dissolve and be nothing thus i know the name slider food because bariatric patients are fucking smart we are smart. we are smart well because we're food addicts so yeah. we know how to sneak around yeah we're like hey how can we make this work for us yeah we know exactly mm-hmm. what food is in the kitchen and we know exactly what to do to fit that inside us. That's <laughs> like, what she said. How does it get in my body? Yeah. How do we do this? How do we do this? We will figure do this I need out to together. Ch- if I have to chew for five minutes, I will. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, it's seriously like that's mm-hmm. what it is. Because I've done a minute of chewing so I can have like stuffed crust that one time. Oh, that's right. And then I just stopped. Yeah. Yep. It wasn't yeah. worth it. Yeah. It was, it was not worth or it. some people learn you can drink water and let it wash everything down and then you're hungry again faster see i didn't catch on to that one because like water for me and if i had any food at all it would just float and just sit in my throat well you can't do it like right after so like okay so i never even obviously i've never practiced well and it's because i stopped the 30 minutes before and 30 minutes after rule oh okay because i found that if i drank some then i could kind of maneuver and fit more in Mm. and you cheated the system there's a whole cheating the system that is out there and i think but that's kind of where year two and three kind of i think land oh absolutely you kind of figure out not only how you need to live your life but also how to get around those important rules yeah because you're like i'm fucking tired of these rules because you've been doing it for so long and it makes sense it's just don't go ham that's the deal is like you need to still have like your same habits in place mm-hmm. and you can. And if you just incorporate the things that you like mm-hmm. throughout the week, you can still have the things that you like. Like mm-hmm. fucking I had a cookie yesterday. Just Yeah, you could still have them. Yeah. It's like but also I actually went through my because on Snap, I've been doing more food stuff, too. Mm-hmm. And I literally had all my food out and it was like three eggs in the morning. I had a whole can of chicken. And then I had a bunch of beans and meat, like for dinner and cheese. And then you had a cookie. And then I had a cookie. I I feel like it's okay. Right? I was like, this is fine. Like, totally fine. Yeah. And it's like, I made sure I had, like, lots of meat in every meal. So, and I felt great. I don't feel sluggish this morning. or And I don't feel like I'm puffy or anything. So puffy. Yeah. Because that's what it normally does. If I have too much sweets, I get puffy. Yeah, but you had one. I know. A cookie. cookie, A cookie. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm -mm. I think that's something else is that normalizing that you can still eat the foods you want. Yes. Normalize that people, please. Up until me regaining, I was like, nope, 
Never having pasta again. Nope. Never having sugar again. Nope. I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't do that. Where it's like, no, if I learned from the very beginning on like, okay, I'm going to have my dinner and then I'm going to have half a cookie. Yep. Or I'm going to portion out a couple Oreos and that's what I'm going to have with my, after my lunch. Yeah. Like that is totally legitimate. And I'm saying like six months to a year, like out post-op, mm-hmm. don't do it in the beginning. But I think there's a way of learning like, okay, I can have two bites of pasta, but then I'm going to focus on the shrimp that's in there. Yeah. Cause like the biggest deal, and we learned this long time ago is protein first, protein most, mm-hmm. and then you can have whatever the fuck you want basically. Yeah. Cause the deal is, is like, and the reason why we say you can have whatever the fuck you want after that is you're not going to have room. <laughs> like That's just true. be honest with yourself That's true. if you actually eat the protein you're supposed to have you won't even have room your brain actually won't even think about the sweets anymore um so mm. it's like you really really need to hone in i don't well, know if i agree with that well i wouldn't say like it won't think about the sweets anymore but i but we both noticed if you have more protein out throughout the day that we're not craving all that sweets at night i'm just saying before I was going to crave everything. It didn't matter if I hit my protein goal that day or not. I was. Was this before or after you introduced the sweets? Because I didn't crave shit until I reintroduced it. Well, yeah, of course. So that's an but FYI. All... That's a pro tip. If you don't ever introduce that ice cream, you're not going to. Yeah, eat but again, that goes against. It like, kind of does. It's hard. It goes against it. It does. And so because I think there is a time and a place for everything that you want. I guess it's trigger food. You have to learn what your trigger foods are. And you're not going to know that in the first year. No. You're not going to know for like almost well, another two I to three. I knew going in what my trigger foods right. were. I knew exactly what was going to trigger me to eat and eat and eat. And eat. Mm-hmm. I think that it's honestly finding out how you can still live your life, have the foods you enjoy but in smaller doses and making sure that you're getting the nutrition you need before. Yeah. Before. I think it's not so much the reintroduction because yeah, I didn't crave shit until I started eating it again. Yeah. But how that, that was one big restriction. Yeah. Well, and I guess like, cause yours is very different than, um, than mine and some others is like, you did restrict so much. I did. I like, didn't have shit. Right. Like you restricted year. like a motherfucker, but like for me, like I just didn't introduce any like, ice creams and cakes and everything that first year i was like we're not doing that so it's not part of the plan well and i think you know? that makes sense like, like that you was take the, the role. first year and you're gonna not gonna have that yeah but i also think there is a balance that you can oh, absolutely find within eating what you're supposed to be eating to nova ruined my thought process. i know fucking she was nova. fucking barking and then they finally got her to stop for a second i think it's good yeah So I think there's a balance between finding out. And I think that's something that I wish I had known in the beginning is finding the balance between what I need nutritionally. Yes. And what I enjoy Mm -hmm. and finding a balance between those two in a legitimate way. Yeah. And like and what I'm going to keep pointing out is like this part happens way later. Because you can't fly like in the beginning. All you're trying to figure out is like, how do I fit protein and water in? Yeah. So just sure. FYI, those that are like in the newbie section, like this part is not for you because this is this part is for like year two and three of you. Yeah. Or like after, after one, year. after one after going for, further, because you have yeah. to find that balance. That's the mm-hmm. only way you're going to be successful, because if you're only restricting, mm-hmm. you're going to binge and you're going to have these big yeah. fallouts. Yeah. Um, if you're not restricting like that then you're going to have it where it just slowly kind of comes in. You might lose weight less. Yeah. But the deal is, is that you're going to find a good, healthy balance yeah, with yourself. Yeah. And I think, uh, so 
Another thing I was thinking of is the lowest weight is not always your best weight. No. And almost every one of us bump up. Yes. Always. So there are some that get to their lowest and they stay at their lowest and they're happy and they're healthy and they're good. Most of us will not stay at our lowest weight. And that is not a failure. Not a failure at all. That is normal. That is completely fucking normal. Yeah. Cause like I've never reached the goal. Yeah. My goal. My, Your my goal, goal. Whatever. Your goal. Yeah. Because Patterson did not give you a goal. No, she didn't. I, and Thompson didn't give me one either. Mm-mm. I had my own goal that I had set probably when I was 16. Oh, really? Yeah. So what I did is I took the BMI chart. Okay. And then I just bumped Which it up. bullshit. Yeah. I bumped it up like 20 pounds. Because <laughs> there's no way my butt's going to be 140, 145. That's funny. Like, I don't, I didn't even have any desire to be there. I was like, no, not happening. So I just want to do I was like 160. 160. Yeah. Yep. We were about the same. Yep. 160, 165. I was I, like. Yep. I wanted to see that 160 because that was always my goal. Yeah. And then I was like, after I hit 160, I was like, can I hit 150? Right. Can I hit 140? And then 140 was not good. Mm -mm. Not good. I was too skinny. Too thin, too little. I did enjoy saying that I was a small and extra small. Oh, I bet. And I wore size two jeans. Yep. But other than that, not maintainable. Mm -hmm. It was not. It was my goal in life to see how low I could get. Yes. Yes. And by restricting and not paying attention to the things that we are saying here, I didn't stick to that. So I think and now my goal is. I think a healthy goal. Yeah. Like 170. I feel like that's good. I feel I'll I'll feel good, but I can still enjoy my life and food that I enjoy. Yes. That's the biggest deal. And I don't have to worry about like, oh, I gained five pounds. Right. You know? Yeah. Because I think when you're at your lowest weight, that's like, oh, I've gained two ounces. Oh, I've gained a pound and a half. Mm-hmm. There, That's always on your mind because you want to stay at your lowest. I just think that being at your lowest is not the end all be all. It's not. And it, most of the time, it's not everybody's happiest either. Yeah. And I didn't know that. Yeah. I did not even realize that those mm-hmm. thoughts would even come into my head of like, yeah, that's not that's not healthy. No, not uh, what you're doing right now is not healthy because <laughs> I, I really kept it to myself and us talking on the podcast. I didn't really talk about it with my nutritionist other than that one time she had talked about eating the potatoes. And even yes. then that freaked me the fuck out. I know. Eating a bite of potato. I was surprised. Yeah. I was like, mm, no. Because um, my first thing was a French fry. I was like, ooh, uh, give me a French which fry. Which again, like you should, getting into that mindset of like, I can have a French fry. It's not going to Yeah. 10 calories. Me. It's 10 calories per fry. I would have 10 fries. Well, and, but even Done if deal. you have more than 10 fries like it's not going to derail your whole plan. no but i but it's discipline it is a discipline here's thing. the thing is that like with this journey you have to learn how to discipline yourself because mm-hmm. if you don't then the 10 fries goes to 20 fries now i'm having a whole fucking box of them you know yeah. so and the fact is like everything was nice and like a hundred like calorie situation because we mm-hmm. I'm during that generation of like 100 calorie packs. Oh, yeah. I remember 100 calorie everything. Huge. And those are it's totally not fine calories. If you eat a whole box of them, though, Correct. I found that out. Correct. Yeah, yeah, that is not. So that's why I was like 10 fries. And I and what's interesting is after I ate 10 fries, I felt so satisfied. 
Like it was interesting. I was like, I was like, yeah, I had the 10 fries. I actually feel full. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't gorge myself and I still got like that pleasure of having the fry. Yeah. And so it was nice to like put it in my fitness pal Mm -hmm. and be done with the day. And I was like, yeah, man, I got to have what I wanted. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Like you felt very accomplished. Yep. Knowing that you had one of your trigger foods. Yep. Something that you used to binge on. Yep. But you had it in a healthy and consistent way mm-hmm. to where you didn't feel like shit after Mm-mm. because you said, OK, I'm allowed to have this. I'm going to have 10 fries and then I'm going to move on to the rest of my meal. Yep. And that's my whole point. Yep. Is kind of steering your whole life, your whole journey post-op into that mindset. Yeah, because you need that mindset that it's yeah. OK. And then you don't need to make a big deal of it. I would say if you're at a table of people. Don't point it out that you're only eating the tin fries because at least. okay, I'm not going to tell you guys what to do. I won't because I don't. I also find it kind of annoying hearing other people talk about like their little food habits. It's like it's like I don't care. Just fucking eat your food and move on with the day. So you realize what podcast I know, I know. But most people, when I talk to them in person, we're not talking about their food habits. Like I'm like and what they're actually eating at the table in front of me. I would like to talk about like music and movies and pop culture stuff by where I'm eating. I don't want to talk more about food. So it's okay (laughs) if it's over Zoom. Yes. Not why I'm eating, but not in person. Not why I'm eating. So if I'm eating with someone on Zoom, I don't want to talk about it either. (laughs) It's only when I'm eating. I'm like, I don't want to talk more about people's food. I would like to know more about you and your day. Noted. Noted, people. Noted. No food talk. No food talk by food. Even though she runs a podcast all about weight loss. Weight loss. And food habits and all those things that go along. But that's probably why, because I'm like, okay, I know about food. I know about your food. Let me just, I want to talk to you about you. That makes sense. Yeah. I Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I, I, I share. Eric, not Eric. Oh, wow. Sorry. <laughs> Kelly's an overshare with her food. Did you just motherfucking call me Eric? I think I did. I'm really sorry. Motherfucker. Ugh. Okay. You guys are alike in all the good ways. So that's where it came from. Okay. I will take that. (laughs) Even though I still hate you a little bit. I know. I can feel it. (laughs) The last one. Food cues. Food cues. Yes. And hunger. I wish I would have known what that fucking was. What are are food cues, Because four years later, you know, I'm having these gurgles in my throat. And I'm like, I don't know what these are. And Kelly's like, those are the gurgles. And I'm like, well, what the fuck? I get that all the time. And I'm like, what does that mean? You're full or hungry. It's hungry. For you, it's hungry. hungry. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's I just drink carbonated water. Yeah. So, so, yeah. For me, it's I'm hungry. For her, she had too much carbonated water. Yep. Sounds about right. And that's the deal is that we don't know about these. We did. I didn't know. It's weird because now I know what it's like when I'm full. Yeah. Like not. Thousand percent. I just stuffed an entire chicken in my stomach full. (laughs) It is a I took however many bites I needed to be full. Mm -hmm. And that cue was like, hmm, okay, I think that's it. Okay, cool. And I set my plate across and I'm done. There you go. But I never knew what that looked like, what that felt like. Mm -mm. 
I didn't have no. any idea. Because most of us thought food cues are just like, oh, when my stomach hurts, I should stop eating. That is exactly. That's all we knew. I mean, if I'm, garden, if I'm all you can eat, eat pasta yeah. when you're stuffing four you know. bowls into your body. Yeah, you're sweating. Your stomach's oh, hurting. Yeah. You know, I never realized <laughs> up until this last year that when I overate, I started sweating. Yep. I had no idea. That's one of mine, too. I wouldn't. It didn't even correlate in my brain that those two went together. Oh, yeah. There's a big deal. And now that I've started, like, really listening Mm -hmm. to my body and saying, like, oh, yeah, I'm full. I'm going to put that away. I don't sweat after I eat. Oh, that's good. So that's how you know you're not. Yeah. I notice if I overeat, I also. okay. so I get I get the sweats and then my stomach, of course, hurts. And then I get like a little confusion. Mm. Where like if That's people are new. if people are talking to me and stuff mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm overeating, I have no idea what someone's saying. Well, to me. yeah, because your fucking stomach hurts. Right? I'm just like all focused it's and pain, trying not it's a to pain trance. Okay, that's what it is. That's a pain trance. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like you're in so much pain and all you want to do is like go back two bites ago yeah. and not do what you just yeah. did. And you don't give a shit if it's like SpongeBob SquarePants walking in the door. Like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, like, I'm like, I don't know what you're saying. I'm focused. I'm focused. My stomach hurts and I just want to die. You're just taking breaths. I just want to die. Holding a pillow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that's the pain trance. I had no yeah. idea. That's a thing. Yeah, that's a total well, thing. That's what I had when I had and I did the one chip, one chip challenge for sure. I was. Oh, yeah, that's a perfect. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's pain trance, which I need to release to you guys. Yeah, I've never that, released Melanie. that. I need she to. She always yells at me for not posting I, I shit. I actually need your help with some reenactments. Reenactments. Yeah. Am well, I going to be you? No, it's just can there's. Can I get a, a black prepared wig <laughs> and be you? <laughs> yeah, you can. And then you can lay oh. in my bed and be like, it's so so hot in here. It's and then the so AC, hot. And then the AC's on. It's, like, oh, it's so cold in I here. I could be dramatic yeah. and be Melanie. Oh, my God. Yeah, because okay, reenactment. There's Soul. two parts that wasn't recorded. It was the be- the bedroom wasn't recorded and the bathroom wasn't recorded. So, okay. Seems Can fair. We have at the bottom where it says, this is a reenactment. Oh, absolutely. Ah. Because oh, what happened it. to me in the bathroom was insane. You, you're going to have to have clothes on yeah. for that one. No, I'll just have you, like, you're just going to come in and I'm just going to have the pillow around me and you just see, like, bare legs and arms. I thought I was going to be you. You are. You're going to be me in the bedroom. I'll be me in the bathroom. Well, no, if it's a total reenactment. Oh, so you want to do yeah, all the reenactments. I be the reenactment. Every scene. Yes. Okay. Done deal then. Okay. We're okay. going to work on it. Okay. <laughs> that took way longer than. It did, but we got it done on the pod. <laughs> we did. <laughs> because. Okay. Food cues are important because, like, people get hiccups, they get fucking burps, they get uh-huh. um, runny noses, yeah, it's sweats. Just a whole slew like, of real interesting. You things. really have to listen to your body yes. and not just one time. <laughs> yes, every time you eat, every time you eat for a while, especially in the beginning, you'll start figuring out like, oh, this is what this means. Yeah. One so, last thing. Yeah. Hunger returning. Oh yeah, the hunger feeling returning. Yes, because some people never have the loss of it. Which they I'm all, so sorry for you if you I don't. I am incredibly sorry for those people yeah, because I, mine didn't, mine still isn't like totally normal. No, mine's not. Yeah. Like yeah. I get like, like if I'm like hungry, hungry, mm-hmm. then I'll get like growling stomach, but I don't really. 
Yeah, that's the thing. And my old cues are not the same as new cues like no. now because no. like old cues would be like the growling of the tummy. Mm-hmm. Not anymore. Not, not unless I'm really fucking hungry. Yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. Yeah, like, it's the only the, time. Yeah. But everything else is still there. It's like, oh, I'm kind of like ditzy or lightheaded or yeah. like not, yeah. you know, or tired, fatigued. Yeah, fatigued is so, a big one for me. Or then I'll sometimes then I'll feel the the gurgles. Yeah. In my throat. But there are some people out there that have hunger returning yeah. early early on you do early onset hunger I'm sorry guys yeah but it is normal mm-hmm. it's normal and there's no reason to say that you are any less successful than a patient that still hasn't felt hunger back. right like that is not a failure guys that is just your body that is just your body doing its normal body mm-hmm. shit do not be mad at yourself for that yeah. there's nothing you can do it is yep. out of your control yep it's almost like the size of your nose. You never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Okay. That is so true. don't be mean about that one. Don't be mean. I can already hear people being mean, being like, something must have, my, my surgeon must have fucked up or That's, I yep. must have, or I overate and I stretched it and I now I have it. it. Yep. Yep. It's like, yep. no, you didn't. You didn't yep. break anything. You did not break anything. No. You cannot break your weight loss surgery. You can regain. Yeah. You can rebound, mm-hmm. however you want to say it. But you didn't break anything because the moment you start doing all the things again, your body's going to be like, oh, yeah, I remember this. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. people do it all the time. Exactly. There are some people that will have surgery, lose a bunch of weight, gain it all back. And then this is actually a story. I don't remember who it was, but they had surgery, lost a bunch of weight, gained almost all of it back, recommitted themselves, went back to the gym and did it from scratch. Oh, we got that message. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was like 200 pounds, I mm-hmm. want to say. It was very, very eye opening. Right. Because the person actually took the tools that they were given before, yep. used those tools, and then implemented a bunch of movement and then and protein new and new tools. And now, boom, they're, they're back where they yeah. wanted. But like they, they used all their tools. Yeah. That's and the key. They didn't just give up. That's the deal. It's like, I get it. Shit's hard. Shit is fucking hard. Shit's fucking hard. Me and Kelly know from anybody, we've mm-hmm. been through the fucking mm-hmm. ringer and back. Yep. And you can still succeed. You just can't stop. You can't give up. Yep. Yep. Can you take pauses? Absolutely. But you have to mm-hmm. come back because you're you are important and you're worth every fucking minute that you put into it. Yeah. So why would you put in all this effort and work in the front end and not get to reap all the benefits in the back end? Like you deserve those fucking benefits. That's all I'm going to say, man. That's it? That's it. Okay, she's silent for the rest of them. <laughs> it is the Kelly show now. And no, I think yeah. that's a good ending right? to this episode. I like yeah. it. Get your fucking benefits, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Do just... all of these things. Realize that you're not any different than the person next to you. Mm-hmm. We're all going through different shit, different times. We all will make it out. Yeah. As long as you focus on your journey. And realize that all of these things are completely fucking normal. They are. They're normal. They're fucking and normal. there's no reason to give up or think that you failed just because your hunger's back. Right. Or you ate a cookie. Mm-hmm. You didn't fail. You didn't fail, man. Nope. And if you feel like that, just message us. Or go join the freaking benchies so they can help you because they have those feelings too and they talk to each other and they actually talk each other down Mm -hmm. and then they feel great. So go over to patreon.com forward slash OSLP, pick $7 or higher, and then you become a benchie and get your support that you need right away because we know 
You're going to need some of it. I of another one. Oh, did you think of another one? I did. That support doesn't need to be in your life only after you're struggling. Yeah. It, it could be there for the good times too. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm thinking the tribe. Yeah. The tribe is a great, great place to be when you are newly post-op. Oh, yeah. Because you don't have to put these things in your brain only after you are struggling. Like, I, it's a good place to be because then you're setting yourself up for success by having all the knowledge for if and when these things happen. Right. And you're around, you're surrounding yourself with people that also want to help you. Yes. So when you join the tribe or when you join the benchies, just mm-hmm. know that like, these are all people that have been there, uh, want to help and are not going to have any judgments. Correct. So, yeah. All right. All right. We love you guys and we will see you next time. Bye. You didn't say bye. <laughs> bye. Bye, Felicia. Hey, listeners, if you enjoyed your time with us, please rate, review, and subscribe on any platform you get your podcasts. And don't forget to go over to patreon.com forward slash OSLP for all your support needs. That's right. And we even have our own website. So go over to arslevipodcast.com, sign up for our newsletter, get that free ebook, and then don't forget to get your merch. And also, we're on YouTube, guys. So type in our name, hit that bell, and hit subscribe, and you're going to see our lovely faces every single Tuesday. So thank you for listening to Our Sleep Life Podcast, where we are breaking that stigma one episode at a time.